Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about the first season one, episode one. It's called Separation. It is the pilot, for lack of a better word. It is the, the premiere of Hulu's new... Uh, uh, not quite a, well, it's kind of a sci-fi show. It's set in the future, but it's, it's kind of one of these things where do you call a movie like Apollo 13 a sci-fi movie? Not really. I mean, it's going to space, but it's grounded. Yeah, this it's, is it's, very, very soft sci-fi. Soft sci-fi, there you go soft actually arguably it's hard sci-fi because it's actually more technically accurate it, it no no i agree yeah but hard sci-fi really leans into it sure. and makes it about that whereas this is just well there are little elements sure but they're not sure. really important but this is um this is, we'll start spoiler free uh, since it's in episode one and we'll give you a warning halfway through before we go into spoilers as we typically do so yeah uh premise is a simple sean penn uh, obviously a big name we got in here uh plays this this guy who was an astronaut he was meant to be the commander on this first mission to mars the first man mission to mars in the near future but he was called off of it uh, we don't get any why in the first episode it's kind of a bit of a mystery for going forward mm-hmm. and this episode is largely about him staying at home and having to watch the launch on tv and the 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 the, the, the heroic bravado of the you know, of the, of the, there's a lot of really uh, big, like, heroic, you know, full of, you know, brass uh, instruments. You know, you know what? Music. One, of, one of my favorite things is some of the music. It's, at first, it's like, okay, you're just doing the brass fanfares. Here's your, you know, your mm. open perfect fifths. I'm like, sounds good. It's classic. You can't go wrong with it. Sounds good. And then they start mixing in the synths with it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this. No, I like the music as well. Because it was going for that thing where it's, it's doing the the bravado explorer stuff but it's mixing it in with like uh, occasionally you get these shots of mars or shots of the earth or shots of you know space and it's doing this very, very grandiose yeah it's doing this very grandiose uh the almost the 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 act of becoming more like the you know of exploration the act mm. the act of ascending um in life and it's like almost i don't like quite say 2001 levels because that's a bit more uh foreboding but this is like the the wonderment of of the things we could get to it could, and yeah. i think the poster because the poster is actually the lift off of a rocket coming out of someone's eye and i think that sums up the mood that it's going for quite well it's a pretty fantastic poster yeah um but yeah so that's the premise and i do want to keep this spoiler free in this first half so i'm not going to say a damn thing about anything else yeah. um so i'll just say did you like the first episode I thought it was not bad, actually. I liked it as well, and I'm upset that I liked it, because we are busy, and this Hulu, for some reason, put this all up at once, binge style, so it's all there. Yeah, you're playing at Hulu, this isn't your style. Damn fly. Anyway, uh, so, I I liked it. I kind of wanted to hate it, but I'm like, there there, there is a moment where I'll I'll talk about, as soon as we get into the Uh spoiler-free section, I'm sure, that I'm like, oh man, that really worked for me. And yes, I was yes. kind of surprised that it worked as much as it did. I I actually have a couple of reasons why that moment works. I know exactly what you're Me talking too. about. I've got a couple I, of... I, I, I kind of thought about it as well. I'm yeah. like, okay, I, but, I get it. But... There's a couple of reasons why that moment works really well. Uh, but It's it's really strong work, though, to, to make, you know, in that, it's like they open 10 minutes of the episode, and it does such a good job, and the fact that they can do that in such a short amount of time is impressive. Because right away, you have Sean Penn waking up and it's kind of like him going about his day and uh, going for a jog, looking after his dog. But the way it's shot, the, it has this... this um, you can tell he's avoiding something. And then eventually he's like, okay, crap, t- TV, turn on. 
and it's like the, the launch is preparing the news are talking about it and it's like you get the sense that he's, he's ignoring something you get the 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 overall feeling of what's going on like it's very well directed it's got a really good sense of atmosphere to it um there's constantly uh this this weighing on his mind kind of ticking over in the soundtrack there's like constantly this you know he's oh i'll, I'll distract myself by fixing the sink you know i'll, I'll do some plumbing and you know yeah d- d- doing that kind of thing and um it works really well there's also a part of the house that's uh not well kept and there's like, there's like a tie on one of the door handles because he's into like a spare part and he has to cut the the the, the, like the cable that's like holding the door shut uh implying that you know other people probably lived here before and either he's you know his wife's left them he's you know his kids have maybe left them whatever but there's people who used to be here who are not here anymore it's just him now uh yeah. well, having a dog having a dog who you know Proper big dog. Close. Nice dog. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and when things go down and he, like, he's not really a part of it, you know, there's kind of this, like, uh, he's kind of separate from from everything. And our, our main, other main character, uh, played by Natasha uh, Michelone, who I actually recognised immediately from one thing, because I only know her from one thing, and that is The Truman Show. She was a love interest in The Truman Show, uh, which is now 20 years old. So, I don't know what she's been doing for the last 20 years, but... <laughs> I assume she's been working hard. Probably other stuff. Yes, I, I would assume. Just, just nothing I've uh, kept up to date with. But she's uh, the head of the, the the team that's actually, you know, she's the 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 coordinator of the whole thing. Um, she she works for the contractor that NASA have hired for, you know, doing this, doing the Mars missions, whatever they're, they're calling them, and. Uh, oh, she was in Designated Survivor. Yeah, I vaguely yeah, remember I was in that. About to say, I was waiting for her. But, yeah. I mean, we only watched one episode. And I we, we really did. Remember it that um, well. Although, now that I've said that, I remember there been news of her leaving in season two. Presumably because she was taking jobs like the first. <laughs> and it was, because it was cancelled. Because Yeah, because it was kind of cancelled. Um, but yeah, so she's this other character who, who's the one who kind of seems to at least have let Sean Penn know that he's not going on the mission. Uh, whether or not she made the choice to fire him, or or what the circumstances are, kind of again unclear at the moment. But they have this stress relationship. But he still has. He's still really invested in what's happening. There's a, there's a great moment where he, he he's like screw it, and he he calls in. He's like, hey, let me talk to the crew. Like I trained them. Let me talk to them before they go. And there's like a nice sort of little speech that he, that he gives and. You get moments like that, and it's the idea that he's still very much a part of this, even though officially he's no longer involved in any capacity. He, you know, he's been written off yeah. the books. He's not a part of this, but in spirit, he feels like he should belong there. That he he is a, a fundamental part of everything that's going on, and that's kind of what the tone of this episode is: it's him being left out, uh, and then him taking action when he feels it's needed. It's you know, it's like there's all these bits and pieces, and I actually kind of like that it doesn't try to go super far with. Um, it, it, it doesn't like it's just you no know, this episode's about this this one thing and how he feels about it and that's yeah. kind of it and also how she feels about it as well from her side of this, the, the argument and that's all it is like there's no like oh we're going to have some big grandiose arc and have this twist at the end because the, the final moment of the episode is basically just a, a character sort of moment of determination a moment of like i'm going to achieve something mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen. But there's no twist. There's no, I got you. Here's what the show's really about at the end. Or here's, you know, any of that. No, no. What, what, you know, what you get is what you were told you were getting. There's, there's no dying. There's no, oh, you know, we're pulling the rug out from under your feet at the end of the first episode, which we, we do see a lot. Yeah. And it's not, that's not a bad tactic that many shows use that very effectively. Uh, Absolutely. But that, but show's not clearly not going for that, that thing. Um, but mostly it was the it was the atmosphere, it was the music. Um, you have two great actors who are kind of leading the show, 
Um, the direction I thought was really good. I was kind of into this. The the plot certainly is a bit more on the thin side, but if it's more of a character piece and it's more about the... Which it does seem to be. It does, yeah. And if it's more about that and it's more about the the aura, the, the mystical aura of space. Because <laughs> yeah, at one point, he's because they've got glasses where they can watch video like inside their glasses and he's yeah. watching footage of him being in space up in one of the space stations before and uh just just the wonderment of it and it's just again it's this little moment like, and the nostalgia of it it's like it's like he's um it's like let's get the band together one last time there's no actual band per se but that's kind of yeah. the mood you get from it so it is definitely um no it it, it, it kind of really worked for me it's getting it's getting mixed reviews kind of annoyed. It's, it's kind of 50 50 in terms of the reviews but um what it's doing is working for me. I like it. Yeah. I wish I, I didn't. I think a lot of it, but a lot of it is down to really strong direction. Yeah. There's a concern that is often in the back of my head with TV shows when the first episode has great direction that will that be sustained? Or was it just, okay, we got a guest director for the first one? Episode two is the same director. Okay, then I'm less concerned. Cause, episode know, three is that, not, that was... but I mean, I imagine maybe they'll, they'll do two each, but yeah, that's pretty common. But I mean, yeah. even just more than one episode with the same director is uh, usually that's a good enough sign. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, second guy's doing the next two. And then we switch to another person for, for five and six. And then we go to yeah. another dude for. Yeah, that's a, a very traditional method for cable yeah. shows. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of them shoot in pairs uh, for, for with the directors. So, it's eight episodes um, total, so you get four directors across the board. Um, but the style's so distinct here, though. The style's so, so much a part of the show, I'd find it hard to believe that it won't... Now, obviously, this is a weird example, because, of course, Sam Esmail now just directs every episode of Mr. Robot. But he didn't in season one. He set up a style, and then that was maintained throughout. So... Do you know I'd say it, it's maybe a bit closer to, in terms of style, is um, like The Leftovers. In terms of, yeah, okay, it's... there's a lot of directors that worked on The Leftovers, but it has a cohesive style. Like immediately, yeah. okay, I, I know what, you know, <clears throat> this is this show. And hopefully, that's what we get here. Yes. So, I think with that, we'll get into spoilers. Uh, so, full spoilers yeah. now for episode one of the first. And if you do want to hear the rest of this, I mean... I do think what we're about to talk about is kind of... I think it's spoilers because we didn't know this connected the episode. And I think it worked well that way. But at the same time, it is also just kind of the premise and the setup for the rest of the show. So if you do want to hear the rest of this without seeing the episode, it, that may still work for you. But make your choice. Make your choice. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. full spoiler. But before we, before I let you go into what it is, mm-hmm. I just want to just piggyback on a touch that you said, oh, we didn't know this going in. Okay, sure. I think I did, and if they didn't tell us that, then I had misremembered the premise slightly. Um, I, I couldn't remember the truth. I remember a lot of artistic shots in the trailer. I couldn't remember what any, any of the, the plot information was. I couldn't remember anything in the trailer, but I, I, we're, we're in full spoilers. What I remember from us talking about it way back was mm-hmm. that, he, that uh, he is the first man to go to Mars. Oh, sure, yeah. So in my mind, with that one key piece of information in my head, I was going in and I was going, this is doomed. Yeah, I, I remember that being the premise, but at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe I just, I'm just misremembering exactly what the 
the direction that's of the show fair. was. The the idea that he has to watch them do it, but he was supposed to be the first man, and that's kind of that's the drama. It's like you know this this amazing Mars mission is going on, but we're going to follow him on Earth as this is all happening. Like that, I can see the the potential in that. But of course, what happens is, and this is the really neat thing, is that there's so much style in this first chunk, and there's a lot of music. Uh, what little we get are the the astronauts who are going out of the onto the the rocket. We get just enough to connect to them that they're human beings. You know, we hear the one the guy who's the commander now has a little speech. He's like, "No, my wife wrote that." I mean, I can't write for shit. It's and, yeah, there's that, and and most of it is that one little you know thirty seconds a minute where where he's talking to them on the phone. Yeah, he gets to talk to them. Mother, sitting in the rocket, they're waiting to launch, and he gives them a little speech, and he's almost he's crying as he's talking to them. He's like, "Hey, like, I want to wish you luck. I, I don't want you like." Because he doesn't want them to be sour. He, he doesn't want them to think that he's like you know bitter about them going and him not. Obviously, he's upset, but he's like, no, no, I'm rooting for you. You do this. You go and make history. Do it. Right. And he just says something about each of them. It's like, oh yeah, okay, you know, you don't clog the toilet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you get and just it, enough from each person. And, it's just, it, and most of them are stupid little things. They're stupid little jokes that just feel human. And what? What? So that's one thing that makes the moment work for me is that it does just enough to make me care about the the people. The other thing that makes it work for me, and I thought this was genius, is that not only do you not hear the sound, at least for the most part, you don't hear the sound of the, the ship exploding, right? It's up in the sky, it's launched. It all looks, by the way, the, the effects look gorgeous. The, the, the rocket going off, oh, all the smoke. Oh, they do, don't they? Um, the liftoff, all looks good. It's in the sky, and what makes it work is not only do you not hear it, you don't hear the explosion. The music doesn't change. It stays with the heroic theme. And there's something about that that just made it work. No, it is. It's 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 this idea that everyone was just expecting it to work, and you know the rest of the episode, including the composer. The composer was expecting it to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, it's it's, it's going to work. You're just so convinced that it works, and it's not until much later that that you kind of start going, well, what just happened? And you have like all this delayed reaction of the shock of everyone on the ground watching it, going, wait, wait, what? Yes, because I mean the and, people who are watching it, a lot of those people are the families of the people who are on the ship, so. Like that, you would have this moment of like, wait, did I just watch my family or my husband, my you know, my sister, whatever? Did I just watch them blow up? Is that what I literally just watched? Exactly. Like, there's a moment of shock here, and it's yeah, and I mean, there's a little bit. So you get a little bit of turmoil between uh, Penn and uh, and Laz. That's a uh, uh, Natasha's character, Laz, which I, I was not notably a weird name. Uh, Sean Penn's Tom Haggerty, uh, but when he calls through, the guy behind us, like they you know, heard, like you know colleague second in command whatever leans for says hey he wants to talk to them and i think we own that much so again you get just a little bit there of like okay right so there's a history i i think that's what i appreciate one of the things the most is that we don't learn a lot but mm. everything we do learn is just these little contextual things right it's like yeah. okay we learn from the way these two people interact and just you know okay this one small line and it adds it even without giving us answers it just gives us a little bit more of the puzzle because that's the thing, when it cuts back to him, he almost immediately starts getting dressed, and he gets on the phone, and he's, he gets his car, and he drives to, essentially this reception area, that where all, everyone, all the families were going to go for, like, a drink afterwards, yeah. and, like, you know, and he basically just runs in and starts yelling at all the people working there, move the balloons, move the champagne, anything that's celebratory, get rid of it right now. And he starts himself just picking things up and moving it. He understands what's going to make them feel better, or what's, well... Or more likely, what's going to make, make them feel worse. feel worse? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the same, you know, once they're there, he, you know, he says hello to them, and they, they know him because you know, obviously, they were he was close with their 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 partners, husbands, sons, daughters, whatever. And 
then he goes over because we see you know she reacts to it as well she goes and she we see like scenes of her of laz looking at the footage and they're trying to figure out and the the engineer the head engineer is like oh this is my fault i designed this and he's no it's not your fault like failures happen like this is something that goes on and you didn't build every part yourself and like, i know but as you know, you're feeling all this like this weight of what was happened but sean penn comes barging in to the, the building the nasa building and she's in the middle of a meeting, presumably with, you know, various scientists, lawyers, even, like, publicists, whatever. Yeah, because all the family are downstairs with the lawyers being like, hey, you know, if we're going to do this. If you need anything, there's people on standby yeah. for, you know, counselling. And all, all all, Haggerty wants to do is he talks to her. And clearly, again, the relationship's not healthy. They don't seem to like each other. Maybe there's respect, but they don't seem to like each other very much. But he just says to her, you have to go down and look at them. You have to go down and see them and just basically say hello and she's like what good will that do and his whole point is just let them know that you're horrified and you're hurt because that's human yeah. and it may not be easy and he calls it a coward when she says no i don't think that'll accomplish it and he's like no you're a coward and later on she's not paying attention to the other guy and she ends up just going and doing it she just spur of the moment she walks down because it's getting to her and she knows he's right and it is hard yeah. like the first person you're know, the wife of the the main guy the you know the, the, the new commander in the ship uh, she just sort of says thank you and shakes her hand, but there's the, the other, the father of one of the other guys, like just starts screaming, "Oh, what, what you just got paid for this? You didn't lose anything." He just starts screaming, and you know, logically, it's not her fault that the ship blew up. Well, at least as far as we know, there's no, there's no evidence to us of, of like, uh, absolutely not any kind of like you know lax settings or or yeah. like ignoring rules or safety precautions or anything like that. I think what I like here is that uh, Haggerty probably knew that at least someone was going to react like this, but they needed someone to to vilify, right? They needed a a, a public face that okay, no, no, you're the one that attached just to make them feel better, right? Just to get it out of their system. I don't think it was and, out of vindictiveness. I don't think he was doing this. No, no, no. I don't think that. Yeah. Was, I don't think he he meant it vindictively. I think he knew that. She's the person that was in charge. She's the mm. public face. Cause, it cause had to be her if, so they could... Because if you pay attention in that scene, he immediately, he's the first one to grab him. He's the first one to grab him and hold him back and like get 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 rid of him and just make sure he goes peacefully. Yeah. Um, he's keeping control of the situation. And I, I think he knows that everyone needed this and sure, one of them might react this way and he'll be there to try and you know subdue that and make sure it's okay. But I, yeah. I, it's, 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 it's telling us a lot about his character it's telling us a lot about her that she she would never have considered doing this, but once it was brought up to her that she should do this, she couldn't let it go. She had to go do it. And we see later on when she goes home, of course, she try she tries to commit suicide with the car that you know she can because they, they they can voice their, they can you know command their cars with voice and they they auto drive and stuff. And she's like you know forward full speed and she's standing in front of it. Now of course the car has safety precautions and says no. I'm not going to run you over because, like any good self-driving car should. Exactly, uh, but we see where she is there. We see, and I think my favorite part of that is that she goes back to her this lavish, you know, more money than we'll ever make combined in a lifetime. This home is worth, and it's like this lavish home, and she's sitting surrounded by luxury, and I think that's going to eat at her. Given what the guy said, you still get paid for this. Yeah, and do, do, do you know what I like about the suicide attempt? Yeah, is that. I think it, it, she knows that it's got a yeah. safety feature. She know, but it's just the the you know in in the same way that the guy <clears throat> lashed out at her, she just needed to almost go through the go through the motions of it. So it's like no, no, no I, I I I tried, you know, I, I just to be very aware of what happened, and bring it back to her, even though she knows the car's gonna stop. 
to feel alive again. See, I don't know if feeling alive is quite right. I think more just to appreciate. I'm that. just saying that because it's making me think of the leftovers and something that happened in that. No, I get that. I get that. That's all. That's all. I said that, but yeah. she no, she's she's interesting, and then he's interesting, and there's all about his character, of course, towards the end, where his daughter, his estranged daughter, shows up. And she seems to have drug problems. She seems to be someone who is homeless or, you know, just lives wherever. And she she, she vomits in the sink. But she, she showed up because she saw it in the news and she knew he was meant to be on there. And she, she wasn't even sure if he was on there, maybe. And she comes over and she describes how how she and her, you know, her mother used to feel watching him go up and his missions. And, like, how she, like, this was what she always feared would happen back then. So she kind of understands the pain they're going through, like, in, in some way. Yeah, because she would worry about that every time. So, you know, you, you almost live through it until it's gone safely. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, and there's a nice touch here where he, he starts shaving. And he just shaves the size of his beard, right? Uh, and I, I always laugh when I'm watching scenes like this. Not audibly, but just because I think to myself from a filming perspective... You can't really fake stubble, right? Which means he's got stubble and he's going to shave it and your your take's your take. You can't do it again. You can maybe flip it and do the other side. If you, depending yeah. on how you shoot it. So you get two takes, maybe. <laughs> but that's about it. So I'm, so I'm watching the scene and he's shaving just the sides. And that's when she gets, he gets interrupted with her showing up. And then after he's put her to bed and he's kind of taking care of her and... You know, he's it's very again, it's a very stressed relationship. It's very strange, but he does seem he obviously still care about his daughter. Uh, afterwards, you know, he has another sort of you know two thousand and one moment. You know, where he's thinking about space and he's looking up out of the stars and he, he shaves the rest of his beard off. And it's almost like no, this is happening. I'm going and, back to work. Yeah, and he goes. And the episode ends with him jogging as the music's playing. You know, the big you know the brass is coming in. Yeah, no, it, it had a, a great touch because obviously one of the the few things he said with the uh, when he was on the call with the with the other astronauts is mm. you know they, they went oh yeah how do we look on camera and and, and one of them mentions that he's had to shave his mustache right because mm. clearly you know they're, they're just it's too much of a, a bother what, what in space so just just get rid of it because if you because right? because hair's shed like every so often I'll have a hair somewhere if you're in zero g yeah, yeah, you get like, hairs floating during, around during during this launch nope just get rid of it. And I kind of like the idea that, you know, when he was working as an astronaut, he was always clean shaven because, okay, mm. that was just part of the job. Yeah. Whereas uh, now he's not been, he, you know, he's let himself go and grown out a bit. And now it's like, no, okay, I'm shaving. I'm going back to work. I'm back in that mindset. Yeah. So no, obviously there's nothing official happens in this episode. No one tells him anything. No one says, hey, we're going to have you involved in anything. He has just made a personal choice that I'm doing this. And yeah. Because he knows that they're going to what? Because for a number of reasons, maybe there's a short window they can launch again in. Maybe like there's so much money tied up they have to launch again. Whatever the reason may be, he knows they're going to need someone, and he's 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 trained, he's prepared. He he was meant to go on this mission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, just Sean Penn is uh, is getting pretty old, and he is still jacked as shit. He's in shape. That that (laughs) man looks good. (laughs) He does. How old is he now? Yeah, he does. Pushing sixty, I think. Uh, he was born in 1960, so... 1960, so he'll be 60 in two years. He's 58. There we go. So, yeah, he's pushing 60, but he looks good. He's, looking like... he's yeah, ripped, man. Yeah, he does. Putting yeah, me to shame. <laughs> yeah. More than Absolutely. twice my age and he's putting me to shame. Um, but hey, so, no. Nah, I want to watch more of it. 
too. I want to do more of this. Oh yeah. my god. Maniac starting on Friday. We've still got two episodes of Jack Ryan left and I want to watch more of the first. So somehow we're going to keep going with this. There's going to be more yeah, reviews it, of the first. It might be slowly trickle out, but the the short the reality yeah, we're we're three quarters through Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. And we're liking it well enough. Yeah, we're pretty happy with it. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode more than any of the, the six that we've watched for that. I did too. This is better. <laughs> yeah. This is God better. Damn it. Do you know the God funny thing is? Damn is, it, Hulu. You're, you're on vacation for a month in October, and we've a got week, everything. A week. I'm not going for a month. Sorry, a week, yeah. Uh, and we've got everything scheduled so that Maniac will be finished just before you go. But now, if we're going to start trying to squeeze the episodes of the first. Ugh, I know. Uh, so I, I wouldn't to. expect I wouldn't expect more than two a week, uh, and we'll we'll have it done over the next month or so. But um, we are going to keep doing this because we like this first. I mean, unless it tanks yeah, in episode two, which is possible. It's, but it's possible, but it's it's only eight episodes, right? Eight episodes, yeah, eight episodes. So yeah, I mean, we, we maybe get it done over the next month. If we're lucky, we we could get it finished before I go away, because that's just under a month away. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no promises. Yeah, uh, so we're going to we're going to keep going. So um, if you want to see more thoughts on the first episode by episode, we will have the next one sometime within the next. Yeah, just just keep checking in. What week, you do is maybe. you subscribe, press the notification bell, and then you'll go. Oh look, the first we just did that. Yeah, you you get about fifteen notifications for other videos we put up before that shows up, probably. But yeah, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, hey, if one of those sounds interesting, you can check that out too. But if not, at least you'll know when when the, uh-huh. the next one of this goes up. <laughs> All right, another Ben Shorty watch when we didn't really have time for another one, or even the ones we already have, to be honest. But here we go, it's happening. So the first we will continue with. This has been the first episode. Of the first and only season of the first. Yeah, I really expected you to do that right at the start. And I thought I thought maybe you'd, you'd learn some self-restraint and we're just going to you know, respect us <clears throat> and our audience a little bit. Not to be compu- confused with the big bad, the first, from season seven of the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Boom. Do you know, do you know what it might get confused with? Like legitimately, first man that's out next month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is also about an astronaut. So it's it's obviously based on Neil Armstrong. So it's about a true astronaut who did things already. But still, the point being, but the, it's it's kind of similar. It's about you know about a man about to go into space and okay, what are they going to do? What uh, what's mm-hmm. the mindset? Uh, we've we've been to the moon and back. This is Mars. This is more interesting. Yeah, moon's child's play. <laughs> moon, moon's a baby's trip. Come on now. Exactly. Come on now. Um, yeah. So, so no. Uh, so that is. Do you know what's funny? Actually, watching this being set in the, the near future is that he's got like a watch that kind of like, operates as his phone. You know, that'll beep and he'll be like, okay, you know, answer call and blah. blah. And yeah. I, I'm watching this now, and I'm thinking, what's funny is that I feel like you know, ten, fifteen years ago, that felt like some. Oh, that's a quirky futuristic thing we'll put in our set. You put yeah, our but now show. it's. I mean, now that just feels. Link it to your phone, but you can do that. Yeah, n- n- now this doesn't feel that advanced. Now this feels like, yeah, okay, no one's really doing this yet. Not really. I mean, you can do it, but like now it feels like, yeah, this this is like this and self-driving cars feel like, yeah, we're ten years away from that yeah, being a normal yeah. everyday like, thing. Self-driving cars are being tested on the road publicly. 
Like that's happening. The watches, yeah, give it a decade. That, 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 that I wouldn't be too shocked to see that being pretty commonplace. Yeah, no, I was just, it was just, I was watching this. I was going, you know, this feels very grounded, and it it feels it because this is all technology we can actually see already, kind of ha- developing and moving yeah, along. Yeah, there's nothing groundbreaking. But but here's here's why I think it's impressive, or not it's impressive in this, but here's what I think is impressive. Just looking back at other things. Is that I feel this is the same kind of stuff they'd have put in other sci-fi shows in like 10 years ago or movies 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And the point I'm making here is not that this is being believable, is that we're at a point now where some of the stuff that was in sci-fi 20, 30 it years ago shock you anymore. is now just actually, you know, yeah, we're almost there. This is almost a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's less to do with this specifically, more just about how it made me think of, oh yeah, like... When you when you watch Back to the Future Two and he's doing like a video call, I'm like, yeah, we've got Skype now. This is a normal thing. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, I just did the hoverboard and the the self self fitting jackets and whatnot. Yeah, uh, but hey, so that is that is the first episode one. So let us know what you thought of this in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show, the channel, and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Get some bonuses. You can support us for as little as a dollar per month, and it's amazing if you do, and we appreciate it loads. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? Thank you.